<laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Awkward Minority Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jesus Shuttlesworth, only with better hair, and she is Lady Godiva. Hello, hello, hello. So without further ado, I guess I will ask you, how was your weekend? My weekend? Oh, boy. It flew by, for one. Uh, but I don't know if uh, you know, but school's about to start s- soon. And I was out shopping the little rascals. But that was about it. How about you? Um, I lost my weekend to a drug dealer. I, I started watching the show Pablo Escobar. It's called, I don't even, Narcos. It's called Narcos. There we go. It's called Narcos. I, I forgot for a minute because it's about this drug dealer named Pablo Escobar. He killed around 3,000 cops in his lifetime. He was the biggest wow. drug dealer ever. At one point, he was seventh on the Forbes list of the richest people in the world. He made $30 billion of selling drugs, $30 billion. That, he, 10% of his money was ate by rats because he had to keep it in the warehouse. Wow. 10%. I, I can't even wow. imagine having so much money that I put it in a warehouse. And then he spent $10,000 on rubber bands. So that's money in the warehouse, $10,000 on rubber bands. He was a he was a bad motherfucker. It's on That's a beast. <laughs> and it's on Netflix. I'm just gonna say I don't want to ruin it for people because most of us know the story, but a lot of people don't, and I don't want to ruin it for you. But it's on Netflix, and that's ten hours of your life you will definitely not want to have back. It's enjoyable. The man lived a healthy life. He's cra- he's a crazy wow. motherfucker. I'm not condoning killing cops, but yeah. <laughs> We're going to say this for another day. I'm going to let people get caught up with the show. Then we're going to talk about it one day. But I oh. guess we should talk about Burger King now. Did you you see what happened the other day? Yes. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. Please, go ahead. You tell them. Go ahead and tell them. Yeah. So the other day, Burger King put out this ad in the New York Times. And basically what it was doing, they was asking McDonald's, to come do a peace burger with them because peace day is coming up on the 21st of September, which is nice. You know, everybody peace, hug, kiss, make up. So Burger King wanted McDonald's to come in and everybody was hyped. They was going to combine the Big Mac and the, and the Whopper and they're going to call it the Mick Whopper. It sounds nasty. I'd be the first to say yes, it, it sounds does. nasty. Would you agree? Yeah. But it's yeah. like McDonald's decides we're going to just throw the blanket on the on the fire. So they come in and they write this letter and basically they it's so high and mighty. Like it's so pretentious that I don't even want to read the whole thing so you can find it on the internet. It's basically about we can do better than this, all this other stuff. We can heal the world. I think McDonald's really think they can heal the world with these burgers anyway. But yeah, then he goes next time just give us a phone call. The freak nasty one, like you're McDonald's, you're not even Johnny Rockets, you're not Red Robin, you're not even the little bistro down the street, you're McDonald's. Like, that's so wrong, that is so wrong, (laughs) right? Like, they stuck their no, they stuck their nose in the air at another fast food restaurant as if your fast food restaurant is not a fast food restaurant. It's like you're a 10, it's like you're a 10. 
and the other person is a, a two trying to holler at you, and you're like, man, know your league. Stay in your league. That's what McDonald's thought they were telling Burger King. Boy, did that backfire. <laughs> man, McDonald's got oh. fired on so hard. It was unbelievable. Oh, my goodness. That is so messed up. You would think that they would accept a challenge like that, in, in a sense, because, it, you know, that's their competitor. It's so, great uh, business. <laughs> You have right, to like, exactly. You got to be like, okay, I'm down. Even though we all know the bird gonna be bad, it's for world peace. Do you not like peace, McDonald? <laughs> Do you not like the way 2015's been? I don't think anybody wants peace. Nobody wants peace. I I totally agree. Oh, it's so disturbing. I I have to tell you. Um, speaking of peace. You ever notice how people are are robotic? Yes. Oh, it's driving me crazy. <laughs> I I have to tell you a story, okay? So okay. I'm at work, right? And I just of it is I do data entry, and these businesses have alternative ways to report. They don't have to directly call us and report. They can go online, right? So there, one day, I think it was a few months ago, one day our phones blew up with phone calls. With, oh my goodness. This is going to sound crazy, right? So we have the security code method. You know the whole thing where they want to make sure you're not a robot and you enter scrambled letters. Yeah. I know. Well, <laughs> well, okay. So for some odd reason, the company that I work for switched it to where you have to click on an image instead of entering scrambled letters because okay. a lot of people were having trouble with that. Right. So when that switched happened, we didn't warn them. You know, because we didn't think it was a big deal, you know, and they called us nonstop and they were like, I have never seen this on the page when I try to report what did that, you know, usually I enter letters. What's the, what's what's the problem? What's going on? Do I need to do something? I just I'm baffled. I'm just baffled by Something so minor, you know, just a, a minor change can mess people up. It definitely seems like it's like they kind of just sits around and like whenever you introduce anything new, they don't want to mess with it. Like, no, God knows you improve a system that is like torture to them. And then they complain about it without even trying it. Yes. <laughs> and then and the thing that drives me crazy, too, is everybody or, you know, the majority of the people, they would sit in the back burner and wait for one person like deep down inside. They want to do whatever it is, but they wait for one person to go do it. And then they're all like, yeah, yeah, you know, I was going to do it first, but. <laughs> Exactly. People yeah. are so scared to be the first to do something. Like somebody will see something they like. They say like they see a shirt. Or they like they'll like this shirt. They'll love this shirt. But because this is not in style right now, nobody touches it till oh, somebody no. else touch it. And all of a sudden, oh, I was going to do it first. Nah, no, you wasn't. You was too scared of being different. Yes, and you know what scares me right now. Um, 
technology like you, you know it's been out for a while but it's starting to become so like second nature to humans that it's like it's consuming them and making them the machine in a sense you see where i'm going here it's crazy <laughs> yeah, basically because the humans are going to be obsolete soon right because computers do everything for you so the brain is getting less and less useful for most of these people so when you make them think they just they just function doesn't work like people just do things without thinking now like most of these people share stuff on facebook and it's not even thinking it's just because you've seen a group of other people share it you're like i gotta be a part of this i'm just (laughs) let me tell you um exactly how i feel like for example i don't have cable you know i don't have cable right i haven't had cable for five almost six years but i don't even have to watch you know watch the news the news comes to me like i go on facebook and everybody repeats the same thing over and over it kind of is engraved in your subconscious state of mind (laughs) and you just you know what i'm saying like you try to get away from the negativity but just ah it's like oh i hate negativity but i'm going to rant about this on facebook today because everybody else ran in you know i'm gonna keep on shoving this down your throat till you care like that's the thing like people hate negativity but they're sharing i hate negativity but let me keep on sharing this article oh god commenting let me keep on arguing with people on facebook even though they're gonna argue back and their opinion is not gonna be changed by mine yeah and you know what irks the people that not only repeat the topic of the day over and over again, they also use other people's statuses or quotes. Yes, quotes that they find. (laughs) And they don't even put quotation marks or give the person credit. They use it as their own status like they thought of it. And it makes me so mad. I just want to be like, no. No, I just want to tell them, like, you didn't think of that. Stop. Bruh, I was just talking about this earlier today. Because they do Kevin Gates, I hope he gets sued by that girl they kicked. He's always kicking this philosophical stuff on Facebook, but it's not even his words. Like, you make raps about not getting tired by eating from eating pussy or ass or something. By eating ass, my bad. He don't eat pussy. He eats ass. I don't. Okay, that's that's exactly. I don't know how you get. That's how you get that. I personally rather do the lather, but all right. So he talks about that in his songs, but on Facebook he'd be trying to be philosophical. But you're using somebody else's quotes, and people share it. Like, man, Kevin Gates is so deep. No, Gandhi is deep. Martin Luther is deep, deep. Tupac Mm -hmm. deep. This motherfucker is just stealing from these people and sharing it. On Facebook, him and the Moolah gang, whatever that, whatever that is, the you know the person that's always tagging everybody posts like they created. Yo, you need to stop stealing. I'm pointing, yeah. I'm pointing at the, I'm pointing at the, I'm pointing at this microphone like you can hear me and you can see me <laughs> pointing. But you need to stop stealing, bro. Like chill out, man. You're not deep. Your friend's not deep. People just be sharing stuff on Facebook and then not giving credit to it. We can look down your timeline. We know you're in real life. We know you're not deep. You're deep as a puddle. Chill out. 
It's so sad. It really is. And, you know, like you and I, we could care less about what people do in their lives. Right. But when it something like this and it, it's repetitive, you just can't help but be involved. You just want to be like, exactly. can I yell at this person? You know, can I tell them about themselves? This is getting right. out of hand. Because it's like you are stealing and you're repeating something you heard somebody else say and people are liking it and congratulating you and applauding you and admiring you. But you didn't even write that. Like it's one thing to do it and nobody pays you no attention, but people are going, you're deep and you're going, thank you. Wait, yes. wait. Oh. <laughs> oh my yes. God. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like speak, speaking of people that think he's getting the plays, praise, I can't even say the word because I'm so riled up about this topic right here that I just got to calm down a little bit. <sighs> I guess this was 2009, 2010, or 2011. It was one of those. It was a while ago. Hulk Hogan made a sex tape. Oh, Big no. old crusty Hulk Hogan made a sex tape. And in this <laughs> sex tape, towards the end, is some pillow talk. And I don't know. I don't know what he was thinking. Personally, if I'm having sex... The last thing will be on my nine is my daughter. And then the next thing would be some racist shit because I'm not racist. But in this pillow talk, Hulk Hogan says, and I hope everybody's sitting down, I hope Brooke's not fucking that nigger. Mm. Pardon my French. And then he goes on to say, if she got to fuck a nigger, I'd rather she fuck an eight foot seven nigger. I don't know what this is like. I've never met somebody that's eight foot seven anyway with an NBA contract. So he can be making a hundred and a hundred million dollars. First of uh, all, Hogan, first of all, Hulk Hogan, if you eight foot seven, I wouldn't want that person near my daughter because she's fucking some shit up. Secondly, if you eight foot seven, you could barely walk, so you can't play basketball because the tallest person is seven eight and he has knee problems out the ass. And thirdly, you just got done having sex and the first thought is your daughter, dude. That's pretty creepy. Like that's yeah. like that's pretty fuck. That's pr- that's on the level of creepy. That jumps everything else. You are having sex and you're thinking, bruh, do you not want this this n word to have sex with your daughter because you're thinking about having sex with your daughter? Like, is that's what's going on here, bruh? It ma- it makes a person think, like, yeah, what's going on in that head? Exactly. And then here's the thing. He comes out a couple days ago and he's crying. He's like, I want to apologize for the words I said. So, Hulk Hogan, this is what I got to say to your apology. Fuck you and fuck whoever loves you and fuck everybody on Facebook that keep on making an excuse for these fucking racist bigots in America. I am sick of defending this bullshit. If you, I I know a lot of white people that call each other the N-word, but you know what they do? They don't say that shit to me. They're calling each other that. What you used was, you called him a nigger. And we all know it's a difference between n I can't even get the words out. E-R and G-A. We all know it's a difference. So don't play this bullshit that you can you can understand that if you don't listen to Nirvana, you shouldn't wear the Nirvana shirt. But when it comes to nigga and nigger, everybody seemed to go dumb. Like this is just something that, oh, I can't fully grasp my mind around how black people can say it. And I can't say it because we don't want you to fucking say it to us. How about that? Like, I'm not about to sit here and explain to a grown ass man. It's just been called somebody nigger. And then he just doesn't get it. He's on Facebook. 
he's on Facebook and Twitter resharing things that people are saying by white people. White people are supporting you, you dumb fuck. Black people don't want nothing mm. to do with your dumb ass. Like, you meant that shit from the core of your body that a black man can not only date your daughter, but you don't want him fucking her. You don't even want him around. And then the funny thing about the whole thing, want to hear the funny thing about this? Yes, go ahead, please. <laughs> the dude's father, the, the black nigga that you don't want dating your daughter, fucking your daughter or whatever, he was a billionaire that just wanted to help Brooke Hogan's horrible ass career, singing career, because she's a she's a musician or some bullshit. And he was just trying to help her with that. That's all he was trying to do. Wow. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> and keep it, and to keep going with this, I'm gonna break it down for you. If you want to use the word nigga, use it. But when push comes to shove, you better not say that shit in the most heated moments. Because I know there's a lot of things about people. If I'm mad at somebody and I'm really mad and we cool, I'm not going to call you a motherfucker when we arguing. But I call you a motherfucker when I'm joking. Like, hey, what's up, motherfucker? But if we're arguing, I'm not going to be like, motherfucker, I'll beat your ass unless I'm really ready to fight you. So mm-hmm. it's the same thing with nigga. If you call me a nigga, first of all, don't call me that shit. I don't care if you black or white. I don't like that word. I don't like that word. I'm not a nigga. So if you want to say that shit, you know not. You know when not to say your damn word. Just like people call women b words. I don't call women b words. But you know when the time and the place to when to say a word. So stop supporting Hulk Hogan and Paula Dean yo ass too. Cause you're no, no. I don't care how much apologizing you do. You, you nah, bruh. I don't care. You, you, know, you look great, but fuck you. Yeah, you know, it's crazy because I think also these older celebrities, if you want to call them that, um, feel that they're losing their limelight, I guess, and have to do something bizarre, you know, to kind of like make themselves relevant again in a, in a yeah. way. No, they better find okay. something else because this ain't the one. Hulk Hogan, yeah. Hulk Hogan got fired from WWE, and not only did he get fired, they erased his history. He doesn't even wow. freaking exist. You don't even exist to this company anymore. So I hope it was worth it. I hope hope you getting that getting your rock your racist rocks off. I hope it was worth it for you, man. Right, right. That is just ruin my fucking just, just ruin my fucking childhood. I'm heated. He ruined my fucking childhood. I was a Hulkamaniac, Hulk. I was a Hulkamaniac, man. I used to do the little ears. He used to do the coming to the crowd. He used to put his hand on the ears. All Hulk Hogan fans know what I'm talking about. I love Hulk Hogan, man. But fuck him. He's dead. Like, no. You, you can't. Nothing flies around me no more. But I come around me, old man. I, yeah. I have to tell yeah. you. You know, it's, it's crazy. A lot of these celebrities show their true colors. And you're just like dumbfounded you don't know how to feel anymore because they crushed your whole like oh my god like i don't even want to get into bill cosby right now we'll save him for next podcast but bill cosby (laughs) we're coming from you yeah that's my last hulk hogan reference ever because i know he used to say that a lot (laughs) we're gonna do it around on you we're gonna run around on you bill cosby but yeah i I just I don't know. It's like I don't even want to hear anything anymore from celebrities because it's like your childhood is ruined when you hear this stuff. Yeah, and I don't think that they notice how serious it is. Like you, 
were considered a role model to most of us growing up. And then you just, you know what I mean? You kind of make it seem like there's no hope for this world. You know, when you hear things like this, you know, cause it's like, you have to, you can't trust anybody. You have to constantly think like, are they, you know, are they truly on your team or are they not? <laughs> Exactly. And then it divides your friend, man. Nothing causes a war on Facebook or social media, period, quicker than a celebrity saying something. Because when this came out, oh, but so-and-so can do this, so-and-so can do that. Like Between this and Obama becoming president, I have had to remove so many people from my friends list because, damn, I thought we was cool. Come to find out, you're undercover racist. Like, like what the fuck did this come from? Yeah, you know what I think comes goes head to head with racism um on social media? What? <laughs> Religion. Can we oh go there? Oh my god. Them, them, the bomb like it goes race, religion, and race. They just intertwine. Like nothing starts a fight more than race. You could be like, Jesus is black, bomb. Yeah, it's crazy. And politics, like they all intertwine, you know? And I think like religion, especially nowadays, is very touchy. It's a touchy subject because people are confused. They're truly yeah. confused. And I don't know whether it's because, you know, even with, with the whole racism thing, you know, people... Um, coming together from different cultures, different backgrounds. And obviously they have different religious uh, perspectives and they bump heads all, all the time. And it's like, everyone wants to prove each other wrong, but no one wants to prove each other right. <laughs> exactly. And it's for no reason. Like religion supposed to be, something that brings you together but religion just pulls you apart because you got christianity you got judah you got jewish people you have muslims it's like you have you have allah you have all these other pisapellians all these other things it's like but you're all in at one time coming together for one person but we want to beef and argue just to beef and argue like if you love god you love god you should follow the Bible to the fullest extent that you can because some stuff, you don't have to agree with everything, but you should follow it as far as you want to follow it. And I say this with a T-shirt on. So everybody that reads the Bible knows how you don't post the mix. You don't post the mix, you know, cotton, poly blends and all that other stuff. And, you know, so it's like people just need to, they got to come together. Like we can't sit here and let religion pull you apart when it's all the same goal. Yeah, because... Technically, religion is man-made, you know, and I mean, this, no this is my personal religion, opinion. Religion is the man, religion, I'll let you go, but I'm just going to say, yeah, you got that right. Religion is man-made. Yeah, and it, it, it's just like, what, what drives me crazy is that they take a little bit of truth and then they create their whole, you know, a whole new congregation and how people go from left to right that quickly, I just don't get it. It does not sit well with me. And that's how it is with religion. Um, 
you know, you would think in 2015, we have all these outlets we can go through to learn. You know, we don't have to be just um, secluded with what our family tells us or what church or, you know, wherever we go to, to try to find this most high and, and, and supreme being. Um, you know what I mean? Like, they're still close-minded. Like, how can that, you still be close-minded? And there's so many things on this earth that you you can explore to find your tr- your own truth. Exactly, because <laughs> it's because religion. I'm gonna say it. Religion is the biggest pimping hustle that's out. And everybody, just know, just bear with me. Just bear with me on this because I'm gonna break it down for you. Religion, as you said, is man-made. Religion brings in dollars that you have never seen. You go and you tell people things that they already know from a Bible that they have at home and they give you money in the name of the Lord. Mm-hmm. God never walked this earth and Jesus has not came back yet. So please explain to me which one of those two need the money out of those. So you're pimping the hustle in the belief that you can get to heaven. You're praying on people's sins. So you're not trying to preach the word of the Bible because you were trying to preach the word of the Bible. Homeless people will have a place to go at night. You will be feeding mm. people. The, I swear to God, it would be no need for, for a daycare because the church would be the daycare, especially with, in the South. You have a church on every oh. corner. You mean to tell me that these churches can't come together and house these children while these parents go make this money? That would save so many yeah. people so many things you could create jobs with the church but instead you build these big stadium filled churches and crafo dollar i am talking to you crafo dollar and td jakes or whatever and if i gotta preach this right now i would preach it let the church say amen <laughs> amen because i am about to preach this all you do is milk the poor and middle class to death you ask them for money you don't even, my bad, you don't ask them for money. You ask them for 10% of their paycheck. So you want 10% of something that they basically got. They get, they basically got nothing. They can barely keep their lights on. But you got a Benz, a private, you have a private plane. You have a stadium for a church. You don't have a church. You don't have a building where 500 people can come in, 100 people. It's hot. Everybody's sweating. You know those real churches where the preacher goes, <gasps> where he's talking. You have a stadium-filled church, not because you love people, but because you see that as a money-making opportunity, a money-making opportunity. To quote the great philosopher, Big Crit, is how you fit that many rings on the helping man? I don't understand. It's I don't understand how you fit that many rings on the helping hand. How 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 can you have so much money, but want to help me, but you're not doing anything for the community? Like why should I give you anything where you're giving the community nothing? You're basically sucking them dry, and you're telling them that they can get into heaven. Basically, you're basically trying to make them pay to get to heaven. But God is a forgiving God. Mm -hmm. You know, this is my personal belief. You know that God is a forgiving God and all sins shall be forgotten. So you believe this. So that's why you have no sympathy for what you're doing. You have no remorse because you know your your sins will be forgiven. But I, oh my God, 
God, if you're, I know you're listening right now. When I get to heaven, I have three questions for you. What did you say to What did you say to Creflo Dollar when he came to the gates? Who killed Tupac? And I would love to know who killed JFK. Those are three things I want to know. Those three things. I say that so seriously. <laughs> I already read down that list so serious. You should see my face. I ran down that list so serious. But seriously, I really want to know how can you be for the people when you're doing nothing but separating the people from their money? Mm. Oh my goodness. Yes. You know, it, it, it's it's like that whole mind control scheme. Basically. It, yeah. I just have to say it. It's mind control. It, it's okay. This is what I, when I'm trying, I'm not trying to down preachers or whatnot because there are some that, you know, <laughs> want to preach the word. Right. But for the majority, I feel like why do they have to go to a university to be told what God is supposed to instill in them to say? Exactly. This is you can't you can't teach love. Love is something that you acquire. Love is something this is one preacher. He oh man. He gets up and he says, I mean one time I was I was forced to go to church this one time. He gets up and he says, I hate church. Mm. He basically said, I'm just gonna talk for 10 minutes. I'm gonna ask for ten percent. He well, he didn't say that. I'm gonna ask. My bad. He said I'm gonna talk for ten minutes. Then we're gonna get out of here because I know y'all don't like church either. So mm. the format. You basically going through the formality because you want his because you want the money. You are gonna smile. When I was a child, I used to love church because church used to teach me something. I remember I had a preacher. He was his sermon was about patience. He would teach about how to be patient. I happily listened to that because it was it was worth it was worth listening to. But now you got a lot of these preachers. Okay, I'm gonna tell you this was in the Bible. I'm gonna use it for my advantage because a lot of people out here in society, and I want people to stop doing this. Stop hiding behind your bigotry. Stop putting the Bible in front of it. Because you got this yeah. um you got this clerk in some backwoods bullshit in Kentucky. I think her name Kim Davis. I was just reading about it on Facebook. She has refused to get the let gay people get married because she's a Christian. That's what she hiding behind. She's a Christian. You're not listening. Wow. You're not listening to the law. You're a Christian, and you're not listening to the law. You're wow. you're not listening to the law because you're a Christian. God never said he didn't like gay people. Unless God said he did not like gay people, and I will listen to him. But I will also tell him I can't. I can't. I don't have hate in my heart for nobody. Like he can, you can be mad at me, but I. I just can't. For, I. I just can't have that hate in my heart. Like you can't teach me how to love and then turn around and tell me I gotta hate somebody. Right, and, and you know something that I've learned. You know, okay. You know how you have to see the bad before you see the good kind of thing. You get the bad before you get the good, and. With religion, I have to say, even though it's man-made to me, um, I feel like that we could learn something from each religion because even though, you know, it, it, it's like the facade, they, they pulled some truth out of it in a sense of, 
you know, like let's let's just say Christianity supposed to teach people moral to have morals and values, right? And then like with the Muslim um, religion or Islam, they want their for example they want their women to cover their body because their their bodies their temple and you know you can you can learn things like buddhist you know all about peace and harmony and that's great i think that we can learn from all of these cultures and these religions and and use it to better our spirits because when it boils down to love and love is God. If you don't have love, you don't have God. And if you don't have God, you don't have love. You know what I mean? So that's simple, but people like to complicate. And it's just, it drives me crazy. Just like how the media is raising our babies. I yep. just, I can't take it anymore. I don't know how much, how much more I can take of it. I, I have to say, can, I, I need to talk about this for a second. Is it okay? I want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah go, go, right um, go right ahead. Okay, so I have a daughter, and she's about to go to the third grade, and I have a son who's going to second. They're amazing. And They're amazing, by the oh, way. Throw that out there. Thank, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, I call, I'll call them, they're JJs, okay? That's, everybody knows them by JJs. So anyways, <clears throat> getting to the point, what, what bothers me is that I'm, I go to work all day and they, they live with me, right? But I go to work all day and during this time, they are at daycare and then they go to school. And meanwhile, I'm out there laboring away, trying to get money for our household and when I get back and I pick them up, they learn something new every day that I, I've been trying to keep them from learning. That is hence the reason why we don't have cable, you know, or, you know, I just got this laptop to, you know, for, for uh, purposes uh, like the podcast, you know, and <laughs> it, it's just sad. It, it seems like I have to retrain their their thoughts every day and it's it's not i know that sounds sick retrain no it doesn't it doesn't sound sick because i totally agree with you i just don't understand it it's like uh, for example also it's not just that i i notice a lot of teenagers of this generation you know i i, I feel bad for them oh, they, they so are uh, i'm sorry <laughs> I just I just have to get this off of me. Man, you're See? good, man. This is a podcast. We're gonna say what as long as we want. You can you can go all day if you want to. <laughs> so okay, so these TV shows that obviously I don't watch again because I don't have cable, but you know, Facebook tells everything and everywhere, like Twitter, all all of these social networks or whatnot. But but to make the long story short, these reality shows are setting an example of which they think a, how a family should be. And sadly to 
say I feel like the families represent the media to the T. Bruh. They, they, they follow every step that these reality shows present, uh, these celebrities, you know, all of it. And it, I just don't, I cannot for the life of me overstand it. I can't. And can someone help me with this? I just don't know. I, I feel, I feel, I honestly feel some type of way because maybe because I am a mother, I just feel like what, what do they have to look forward to? Nothing. Is this it? <laughs> Nothing. Like, I mean, to, to harp on the first point you made about the media raising your children, it's crazy the, the control the media has. Like, I have a story for this. It's crazy the way perception becomes reality for most. Because I used to play basketball, and I live in the suburbs, so I live around all white people. And the team, not not because they were white and it wasn't good, but their parents had them doing other stuff. I wanted to play basketball. They wanted to go to the mall and all this other stuff. So the team sucked. So my mom let me play basketball in the inner city. Now, these inner city mm-hmm. people, they never met but white people before. And I remember they used to always go, oh, you live in this country, in the suburbs? They used to always ask these weird questions. I'd be like, I haven't, like, what? Like they, used to, like, they used to be so fascinated that I lived in a house. Like, I was like, that's weird. Like, dude. Like I'm more, I used to be more fascinated that they lived in, where they lived at, but I remember one time they they we, I used to always stay over their houses because it was the weekend, so we had basketball tournaments. So I remember one time we had a weekend off and everybody came to my house and it was all excited and I'm like I don't know what they're excited about. It's just a house in the country, kind of boring. I like I like being by y'all because we can walk places and stuff. So we get here, and one of my friends invited us to a party. And I was like, I don't really want to go. And I was like, no, we want to go, blah, blah, blah. So this is a high school party. So everybody been to a high school party. Well, mostly everybody been to a high school party. Is is drugs, sex, drugs, fighting, drinking, and drugs. I, I didn't do none of it. I hated those parties. Like, I'm not going to say I'm straight edge, but I'm not – I'm just not into. I'm just not into all that. Like I'm not into all that random stuff. So we go, and it's just wow. And <laughs> my friends are just like having a good time, whatever. And it was also confused at the same time. So when we get back into the car, or whatever, my mom pick us up. We get to the house, and they're like, they haven't said nothing. And then I was like, what's wrong with y'all? Did somebody? I'm thinking. I'm thinking somebody disrespected them, and we gotta go handle this. So I'm, I'm ready to handle this. But they're from, but they're from the inner city. So I'm like, they can handle their own. So I was like, I know nobody didn't disrespect them. So I asked him, and he was like, yo, they're nothing like how I thought they were. I'm like, what do you mean they're nothing? Like, who is these there? He was like, white people. He was like, I thought they was more proper than this. And he was like, because he was like, they was acting just like black people. He he used a different word, but we're not even going to say that word. He was like, they're acting just like, he was like, they're acting just like how how some of the people we know act. And I and I remember asking him, why did you think that? I'm I'm thinking this motherfucker crazy. I'm like, okay, like they're teenagers. You're teenagers. Like, you really thought we was going to go to a party and be eating tea and crumpets? Like, what the fuck's going on? And then he explained to me something about when he watched the TV, he'll never see them doing no crime and all this other stuff. Like, basically, he was saying the way the TV presents white people in sitcoms and reality shows I think Real World was the only reality show at that time. Real World. So 
Real World was like the first reality show or whatever. So that's how you knew white people. So he was like, well, they're not really like how I thought they would be. He said, I thought it would be more sophisticated and all this other stuff. He said, turn out they're just like us. So that was like his first encounter with an actual white person. So the media raising children or raising people, period, is a dangerous thing because, again, reception is reality. And people seem to be harping on that hard. Like they don't even know white people or black people for that matter because this older lady that lives over here I remember I was I used to, I cut her grass I made sure she's okay she's a little older so I check on her one day she told me you know you're the only black person I like and I was oh. like what the fuck I was like I she old too she's old and she's a woman and I respect women so I was like I did that I did that I did that when you hear something but you try to act like you hear I was like excuse me and she then she was oh. like but then so basically we get to talk like man i was like that's very disrespectful and i can't even lie to you so she again she explains to me that only time she know black people is from movies the news and reality tv shows which was real world wow. you know real wow. world just into this so it's like that's why i that's why i that's why i really hate when bet shows us in one light bet shows us in the mm-hmm. most ignorance light ever like it's just we're going to show you being the most disrespectful. We're not going to show you being intelligent. Like, if you want to have your ratchet, yes, black people are ratchet. Some black people are ratchet. But you also have the type that are like me, that are socially, that are not not socially awkward, that are awkward minority, that is basically, Harper, which basically, to point out the title of this show, it's not about us being minorities. Like, that's a tongue-in-cheek, double the tundra, you see what I'm saying? But we're also educated. And we break the perception that's been painted upon us. So that's why I really don't like fight. I got to touch on this another time. But that's why I don't like Tyler Perry movies. And that's why I don't like BET. And UPN 69 was the real BET because they had the culture. The culture as a whole was diverse. They didn't have Lil Ray Ray. They had, if they had Lil Ray Ray, they had a Marcus. Yes. He just has a <laughs> but I totally agree with you. I definitely do. And you know what? What else is uh, just just throws you for a world? Like I I don't I don't know. Um, people feel like they're entitled something. Like it's like we we owe them something, especially this younger generation. Like you know. And I say younger generation, like I'm old, like an old, old person. But, but seriously, it makes you feel old when you you look at them and you just you can't help but shake your head because you just like it's, what? instant gratification. It's instant gratification. You have these young people. They think if it doesn't come with the snap of their fingers, that it's not going to happen. And I can explain to them how hard I have worked to get where I am. I can explain to them how hard you have worked to get where you are, but they don't care. You should put them yeah. on. You should put them on now, and they should not have to work for it. You know, as minorities, we know that life is not fair, but you'll get a lot of these people. You can tell, tell how privileged somebody is by the way they conduct themselves. So when the person that says... Man, it ain't fair when they when you tell them something. You can tell how privileged they are. They're so used to being handed the world that when they have to actually work for something, it scares them. That's scary. 
Yes, it is scary. It is definitely scary. And you know, I, I came across this letter today and you know what? I'm just gonna read it because I, I, I want I have to get your opinion on this, okay? I'm I'm gonna go ahead and read it. Okay. All right. So it says I am normally a law-abiding citizen. I was pulled over a half a block away from picking up my son and was charged with a DUI. Hey, okay, you hear this? DUI. Yeah, yeah. DUI. So, <laughs> he goes on to say, I don't dispute the facts, but I didn't injure anyone. I had taken prescription meds. In parentheses, he expresses that the meds did have warnings, which most of them do. That's important. important. And he says, in addition to having drunk three beers two hours earlier, he's already drunk when he said he drunk. Jesus Christ with him writing. I hurt myself and my son because I, I hurt myself and my son because he needed me to pick him up. I didn't put anyone else in jeopardy. No one was physically hurt. And then he proceeds to say, I did not contest that I, I did not contest that I should lose my license for a year, but I do contest jail time. I feel if they are going to put me in jail, they should have put away the men who rear-ended my sister and niece and caused them lasting injuries. I don't deny my guilt. I suggest only that I am less guilty than others. What do you think? Okay. (laughs) I'm just going to go ahead and say something on this because what does one his story have to do with another one? Like, you know, with his um, sister and niece being rear-ended, wouldn't that that story alone keep you from driving when you're intoxicated? I just want to know was you know, he drunk? Like, when he wrote that? I just want to know was he drunk when he wrote that? Because, bruh, I think so, bruh. <laughs> I drunk. I, I drunk. Did you drink or did you drink? You, I drunk three beers. Yeah, drank. and and to emphasize that the meds did have warnings. Obviously, all meds have warnings on them, and, and and but this is this goes back to people feeling like they're owed something because when he says at the very end, "I don't deny my guilt. I suggest only that I am less guilty than others." What do you think? <laughs> I think he should reread his letter. That's what I think. Because seriously, I, I just, how do you, you, everyone knows better. They just know better, but they don't do better. They just continue to say, I know I'm wrong, but I'm not going to take responsibility and own up to it. And I, Still don't think I should be punished for it. You know what he sound like? You know what he sound what? like? <laughs> what does Ooh. he sound like? Please tell me. He 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 sounds like his mom and dad just lives in their house and they just he sounds like a trust fund baby. That's what the fuck he sounds like. Like we got people out here being killed by the cops. They're dying by the cops. 
from having their hands up and doing nothing at all. But you're crying about a crime you actually fucking committed? Do you know how many people a year die from fucking DUIs? Not only could you have killed yourself, you could have killed people on the road. God forbid you would have killed your son. Oh God, because you picking up, you're picking up your fucking son while you're dr- you're drunk and you're picking up your son. That alone should get you jail time. The mother should file for. Per- I, I hope the woo. Yeah. Woo! It, it, isn't it crazy? Like he he snitched on himself. Like you snitching on yourself, bro. <laughs> you snitching on yourself. I'm I'm driving drunk, but I didn't kill nobody, so I shouldn't go to jail. The fuck you shouldn't. You should not I only go. to they should put you under the jail. Put 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 him under the jail. He should serve community service. I want to see this person serve community service and then do jail time at the same time. I don't know how this gonna work, but it's gonna work because it's too many it's too many people that's not breaking the law being killed for somebody this damn stupid to not only break the law but to say he don't deserve jail time because somebody rear-ended his sister. What the fuck the two got to do with each other? Right. Exactly. Was that- like, what the hell? That person could have... Let me reread the letter. Let me see. That person wasn't drunk, but you was. That person could have accidentally hit your sister, and I hope she's okay. But show yeah. at Great example you sending for your son. Drinking and driving. You're dr- Not only... I'm still talking the fact that you was drinking. My bad. You were drunk and... Dr- you, you drank three beers. I don't know what the fuck you were trying to say there. But... Then you picked up your son while you was drunk. You were drunk and you picked up your son. Wait, let's rewind. He had taken prescription pills. So that that there, I mean, if you knew ahead of time that you have to pick your seed, your child up, why would you get intoxicated beforehand? That's just... Exactly. Like, like how bearable, how like how unbearable is your baby mama? Because I feel like if your baby mama this unbearable, then you just homeboy, you just need to avoid her altogether and tell her to stay in the house. Cause do when you take prescription meds, they don't even want you operating a TV studio camera. We're talking about a studio camera that doesn't move. They don't want you operating that, but you're gonna get behind a moving car. With other people on the road who already can't drive, you, you got I already drive. have chills. Just the thought, like just the imagine that happening. God forbid, but just imagine how crazy that scenario could have went. It could have went completely. It left. It could have been bad. Like it could have just been that would have who. Bruh. And and you know this is this is what dry this is this is something that bothers me. Stuff like this, okay. You don't want to judge people, right? Because we're all we're we're all human. We're we tend to do stupid shit all of the time, right? But to sit there and to read something like that, and and along with the media and everything else we've been discuss, discussing thus far, it just you just want to yell at them. You want to take them and like shake them and be like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> exactly. Like I need to. I need to know why. Why you so damn stupid? That's gonna be the name of this. This that's the name of this podcast episode. I need to know why you're stupid. 
You stupid. Speaking, speaking of stupid people, did you did you hear what Anthony Horowitz said about Itchers Elba? Discreetly, can you can you like elaborate on it because I, I'm interested to know. Okay, so it's like a lot of stuff happened this week. Jesus Christ, because I've been I think I said earlier this week like five times, but <laughs> earlier this week, Anthony Horowitz, who wrote the most recent book in the James Bond series, expressed his views on Itchers Elba in an interview with the Daily Mail. First of all. For everybody that's listening, Ilchis Elba has been in talks or whatever. Like everybody has been speculating that he's gonna be the next James Bond. Women like him. Women find him attractive. Yes. They, like <laughs> women go crazy. Yo, yo, chill the fuck out. <laughs> but yeah, women find him attractive. So he was like a perfect candidate. But then Anthony, Anthony has to go and just like just shut that shit down. He shut that shit down. He said. For me, Ilsa's Elba is a bit too rough to play the part. Horowitz said, it's not a color issue. I think he's probably a bit too street for Bond. Is the oh, question no. of why? Yeah. Who the hell oh. is he talking about? Did yeah, but- is he confused? <laughs> is this like one of those scenarios where you think all black people are alike? And he's like, oh, no, nah, that nigga, that motherfucker... DMX, he can't be fucking James Bond. Fuck you talking about. He think he really thinks Itchers Elba is DMX. I'm fully convinced. First off, he's an actor, so whatever role you give him, he's gonna play it. How can you? And when you say it's not, when you just go, you know, straightforward, say it's not about color. You're meaning it's about color. You know, uh, reading between the lines, that's what you're saying. Exactly. That's like being like, I'm not racist, but nah, bro. You're, you're just, just be real. Be real. This is all you have to say. I'm writing James Bond and I want him to be white because I grew up on him being white. If that's really your reason, it's probably not because. James Bond, if most most people don't read James Bond, I played the video games. The movies are boring. The newer movies are boring. Sorry to all the new people that's in it. Like I don't care. I don't I just don't care. Cause you're boring. Storyline is boring. So you you need this black actor way more than anything in life. You it's need this God. black actor. <laughs> it would it would save your franchise. Like it would save your franchise. You need this black actor. But anyway. James Bond is a cold name. So if you brought in the James Bond as a black actor, it wouldn't fuck up the series because James Bond is a cold name for the character. It's not his real fucking name. Yes. And what the fuck have you seen? This is funny because I don't Kadir loves the wire, everybody. <laughs> he loves the wire. He's not lying. I love the wire. I used to live and, in Baltimore. So, yeah, it kind of it felt real. It felt real, real. <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah, even on The Wire, the, the thing most people used to say, that that man, Itchy Elba, he ain't street. He too pretty to be street. Like, people used to criticize this man for not being street enough and play and be a gangster because on, on, on The Wire, he played a character who was basically business savvy. Like, he lived in the hood, but he wasn't in the hood. So it was really funny to hear him say something like that about yeah. a person that's not in the hood. Like, as I, like I said earlier, to Hulk Hogan, 
be a racist. Don't hide that bigotry. Don't hide that bigotry behind some bullshit. It's not about color. Play. If it's not about color, then why the fuck you say it? Yeah, just hating for no reason. Just hating. Exactly. By the way, who was your favorite character on The Wire? Oh, goodness. I, you know, I like them all evenly because they, the whole thing is great. So I can't, I can't, I can't distinguish between all of them. What about you? I know you have a favorite. Stringer Bell, this is very off topic, but Stringer Bell has to be the stupidest character at that moment in that series. Because why did you go in that building? What was in the housing development that you was trying to build this little business? What was in that building so important that you had to go up in there to see? (laughs) Like, you should have known people are out here trying to kill you at this moment. At this height, it was like the height of the rivalry between the games. So you should have known that Mixy, look, I'm about to say Mixy, Mixy, the 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 African man that be serving bean pies with the bow tie, with the mixed bow tie. You should have known he was out here looking for you. <laughs> you should have known. But yeah, he. Oh man, he that that little bow tie man in play. I I'm, I think I'm mixing. The, I can't remember when I was him or Omar. I forgot who who killed Stringer Bell again. I'm so I'm so discombobulated right now. I have to go back and rewatch the whole thing. It's been a a while since I've watched that, it. I, I can't remember when that was Omar or was it um the African Bean Pie Man. Either way, it go, bruh. No, no, you should not have oh. went up in there. I I'll be using 40 degree days sometimes. People be telling me stuff like, that's a 40 degree day. Ain't nobody giving a fuck about no 40 degree day. Like, <laughs> yeah, people that watch The Wire, y'all get it. Everybody else like, what the hell is he talking about? Right. But yeah, Omar was pretty, I like that Omar was thug. And he also didn't, didn't come to find out he was gay. So it was like, whoa. Like, no, I did not, that, no, that was a plot in your ass. Omar was laying up with that dude. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, like, his, I was like his, woman, his woman looks a little mannish. He likes the <laughs> he likes the mannish looking ones. I had to rewind it. I had to had to, you know, I had to bring it back. I was like, that's a dude. I was like, oh shit. Omar was but Omar was the the biggest criminal. But Omar used to scare people just walking down the street. He ain't even doing nothing. Ugh. He died. He died in a sucker away too. I hated I the way he died. I know. Can we rewind that? Let them. Let, let, is there going to be a remake? I mean, <laughs> yo, it's actually they they brought the HD. I because I watched the um first episode yesterday. They got it in HD and it's crazy. Like it's really funny watching it because you already know it's going to happen. Like I All like right. the opening scene when you my booger. And he was like. He's like, why did y'all let him play with y'all in the in the dice games? If every time he steals the money, like every time he steals the money, y'all keep on letting him play. He steals the money, like the little boy. He steals the money and run. Why you keep on letting him play? And he just like, it's just the game, man. It's just the way it is. Like he just like he like, damn, you right. We stupid as fuck. Mm-mm-mm. Speaking of stupid people. Would you like to talk about stupid people in relationships on Facebook? Oh, my goodness. We're really going to go there, huh? 
I mean, we might as well. We don't talk about everybody else being stupid. Uh, what's the name of this podcast? How can you be so stupid? Or you're so stupid. Or stupid is what stupid does. It's going to have stupid in the title. But yeah, I'm getting so sick of people and their relationships on Facebook. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I just, I, I'm speechless. <laughs> I am speechless. I, seriously, the amount, the amount of fuckery that I see every day. <laughs> I'm just done. I just don't know if I should deactivate my account. I don't know. I, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Man, it's, I, cannot, I cannot wrap my head around these relationships. Every Wednesday and Monday, we do not need you to post a picture of your boyfriend or your girlfriend and yeah. say, oh, man, I do not. I, we know you're in a relationship. We know this. Stop telling us so much. Jesus Christ. Everything is boyfriend this, girlfriend that. Like, good Lord. I'm going to the store with my baby. I'm going to the mall. I'm going to sleep. Like, can you just know? Can you just know? (laughs) You know what's even worse is those that post the pictures Monday and Wednesday, and then the following week is a different person. Oh, my God. I seen this one girl, and nobody would never know this if she didn't do this. But every time she in a relationship, how did I live without you? How could I breathe without you? And I never noticed this, but like she like was she was trying every color in the rainbow. So she'd be with a white dude, then a Mexican, then a black dude, then like she was just like rotating. So that's why I know I was like, wait a minute. This ain't the same, dude. But you, see all, how can I live without you? And I need you, baby. Oh, my God. Be confessing her love like every Monday. Oh, yeah, it's Monday. Every Monday to a different dude. Yes. Like, chill. I, I have to say, women, stop. Like, please, I am begging you. Stop doing that. You look stupid. You just look pathetic and desperate. Stop erasing your identity and and just like you seem like a puppy dog constantly saying, you know, can you be mine? I love you. Please be mine forever and ever. Shut up. (laughs) Right? Like, then, oh my God, dudes are worse because dudes is a bunch of run on sentences and it's a bunch of, first of all, women. If a dude write a post about you and the only thing it consists of is talking about your body and the way you look, he he just he's just there for the sex. Other dudes, these dudes be posting about people and they be like, yo, you know, you got a really fat ass in your chest, like your face, like you a fake, you a 10 girl, you a 10. And then they throw some rap lyrics in there, like going back to the earlier shit. Like, oh, so we're just going to act like you just a poet out here in these streets and shit. Like, get the fuck out of here, bruh. Well, and, and what makes it worse is these females are like, that's my baby daddy over here. Like, what? You be claiming that shit. I was, <laughs> I wish a motherfucker would. <laughs> it is disgusting. Please, like, what are you teaching our babies? They're teaching them how to be sexual in public because that's all I see. Ooh, I'll lick you up. I don't need to know what the fuck you do to your girl. I, 
God really don't care what you do. Like, who keeps your third women and men? Because I see women doing it too. Women be telling these women be telling these little stinky ass little booty little boys every damn thing. Oh, can you do? Can you do? If I hear one more person tell somebody eat their booty like groceries, I swear to God. Oh, girls just be out here saying casually to motherfuckers. You be saying eat my booty like groceries. Then your next post be like, I just need me a good man who loves me for me and loves me for more than my body. You just told the motherfucker to eat your booty like groceries. And now you're like, you need a real man. Your whole page is full of who want to ride with, who want to fuck with me. And you have naked on your bra. Yes. And then, you know, what is so funny? Some of the, these songs, what the fuck is up with these songs? And it, what drives me crazy even more is the fact that you don't even have to hear the song. It could be brand new, but you'd already know it by, you know, within 24 to 48 hours because everybody's singing these lyrics and coming up with, with dances and shit and doesn't even look right. It just looks I want to know. Where all these rappers getting these women? Because every rap song consists of this. I fucked your bitch. Oh, I fucked your bitch. Your bitch want to fuck me too. Oh, I got this ice on my wrist. Got this ice on my wrist. I got money too. Like, what the fuck are you getting all these women that are, that morals are so low that they'll have sex with you? Because rappers, I'm not gay or nothing. But on the, on the, look, scale, on the look scale, you're at the bottom, bruh. Only reason people talk to you is because you can put words together and you can barely do that. So where are all these where are all these women that want to have sex with you all the time? And secondly, if you're taking somebody's girl, then that's not a compliment. Obviously, she's easy. So that's, that's like beating the first level of Mario, Super Mario, and bragging about it. That's what his girlfriend is. She's the first level of Super Mario. And you're bragging about being with the first level. Like, come on, bruh. Really? Yeah, and uh, social networks, it, it, it's funny. You know, it, people are take, taking it out of hand. I don't know how they can't comprehend without it yet. <laughs> it, it's just, they're like, oh, you know, you don't have to be all up in my business. Da, da, da. They, they announce they want to fight certain people. They want to do this. They want to do that. I am sick and tired of people trying to act hard on social media. Bruh, people be announcing crimes. Yes. I'm going to murder your ass when I see you. Is what they be saying? Like, wait, what? Did you just say you <laughs> murder somebody? Like, time out. Like, I, I done seen way too many videos on the internet of people getting beat up because of something they said on Facebook. Let's yep. be clear. Don't say nothing on Facebook if you're not ready to back it up. Because these people, <laughs> people are out here seeing, people are out here seeing you about it. Like I seen this video where a girl rolls up to a restaurant. I guess it was McDonald's, and she's like, "What's that shit you've been talking on Facebook?" And the girl tries to back up off it, but she grabs her by her collar, pulls her out the window. Oh. They're seeing you about this shit that you're saying, so you might want to stop saying it. Like, is them, them shits and giggles and those likes are not worth your face getting punched if you can't fight. Right. Right. And then, no, and get this, they post a picture of them getting hit. Like, they have, you know, these bruise marks, and it's like, 
look at me i got hit in the face like you know can i get some likes here you know can you comment on my my fucked up face people are so desperate for comments that they would do about anything that was start that's what really started the thirst for some women is because oh my boyfriend think this picture is okay i'm gonna post it on instagram and a million people gonna like it only only person you should care about is if you're in a relationship is the person you with who cares what the other people think you look like like stop looking for validation outside of a relationship that's a relationship you need to leave if you got to search for validation outside of it exactly Exactly. And it, and it all starts at home. You know, obviously these children are not getting enough attention because they're out seeking it, you know, in, in social media and, and other places and it's not home. And it, it's, it's sad. It really is sad. And I feel, I feel bad for them. Like, yeah, it's just, it's really stupid. And you, it makes you cringe, but I feel bad for them. Like, wh- what is it going to take to fix this? The only time they get to see their parents is when they're saying, smile for Facebook, show Facebook a little dance, see. So, you know, these children be looking at their parents as if they're hostages in their own house. Like, <laughs> I seen, like, this one dude posted a picture with his son, his son looking like, who's this dude, mom? Like, who's this man? Like, Everybody got a flex for the Facebook. Everybody got a flex for the Instagram. Everybody want to post pictures and they ain't even cool with these children. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I like to post pictures all the time, but it's... But you're with your children, though. Yeah, and I I feel like it's meaningful. Like, it's things that, you know, maybe it's people don't notice nature, you know, like the sun. I like to take pictures of the sun, you know sunrise sunset you know maybe people because of this fast-paced life and 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 like robots they they tend to forget what the real world you know has for us to explore and so i try to i try to put put that me like a, a reminder or you know a getaway but the the stuff that i see it makes you want to throw up I want to throw up <laughs> and yeah. it makes you want to inbox them and be like, Hey, do you want to, talk, do you need someone to talk to? Do you, I mean, <laughs> you're like, bruh, get your life together. Get it together, my name. Bruh. I would, <laughs> we could talk right now. Like I, like I, I reached the point where I don't even talk to people about stuff no more. Like I had a friend, like I had a friend or whatever. Mm-hmm. Her boyfriend is a really evil person. And I remember he was the type of person where she'll post something on Facebook and he'll comment, but he's not commenting so that he can be nice, say something nice to you. He's commenting to see who else gonna comment before he can comment to them. Like dudes are like, hey, ooh, I'm I'm veering off topic, but veering back on topic. But if you're in a relationship and the person's always arguing with people for what they say to you, then that's a bad, then that person is crazy. Because that somebody be like, oh, you look nice in the dress. He like, chill, bro. Like, he try to check people. Like, they're supposed to know what's going on with you. Like, right. they just think the dress is nice. Like, I don't even, like, my my female friends, I don't even tell them. If I think, I could be like, that's a nice shirt. I probably mean that's a fucking nice shirt. Because I don't look at you like that. We're just friends. I don't be looking at you like that. 
Right. But, and and then the dude trying to check you about it. Yes. And he's all like, I know you see them nipples through them shirt, that shirt. Is that what you're looking at, man? Is that what you're looking at? Exactly. I had this one friend. Actually, it's the same friend. Um, I had text her or whatever. We was talking about, we was talking about something. It was about some music. And I remember in, she was in class. So after class, everybody was asking, people started texting me like, yo, do you know such and such? Because such and such her, such and such, such and such her boyfriend, he was asking about you. I had three people ask me about this. Talked to, he was questioning her in class. She was telling me about some music. I was telling her about some music. Ain't, everybody not trying to give it your girl, man. Right. Everybody not trying to give it your girl. And if somebody trying to give it your girl, your girlfriend owe it to you to be responsible and tell them, chill, chill, you know, chill. If it's going that far, because most of the time it's not. And secondly, that if somebody feels that they need to question you about the people you talk to and that person doesn't trust you because if you trusted that person, you would never bring that up. Thank you. Yes. I'm glad you said that because uh, <laughs> a lot of these women need coaching. I mean, and men too, but me, me, me coaching too. Yeah, these. I feel like we should have a session for you know, male, female. Let's let's go for it. I feel like we should have one of these sessions because they they desperately need it. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna give it to them. We're gonna give it to them. Definitely, definitely, we're gonna give it to them. But we're gonna get out of here on this one, Kadir. Yeah. Your name, first of all, her name is Lady Godiva. Her name is Lady Godiva, and she's a great poet, writer, philanthropist, just an all-around caring person. Oh, thank you. And you're you're awesome. You're an awesome person, creative. You know, you think out of the box, and you're definitely um, one of a kind. So. And she got a big booty. <laughs> yo, don't be, yo, seriously, don't y'all be looking. Yeah, yeah, don't be looking at it. But anyway, let them know where they can follow you to see your poetry. All right. Um, hit me up at wordsbyladyg.com. You can contact me by email. Um, Gadir G H A D I R at wordsbyladyg.com. And Mr. Hype Killer, your turn. Well, y'all gonna need to get a pen because this is very long. But it's planet, it's planetofthesancoin.com. That's S-A-N-Q-U-O-N. And on there, you can follow the Instagram, the Twitter, the Facebook. I use Tumblr from time to time, but yeah, the Tumblr, like all that is in one place. You can buy some t-shirts. You can also buy some Loveaholics, which is I keep on wanting to call you Kadir. Like, I know that's your real name. But Lady Godiva. Lady Godiva. That's her real brand. That's her brand or whatever. And you can, um, you can buy hers. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to try to do this as much as we can. We want to aim to be bi-weekly. And then we'll bring it to weekly. And, you know, let us know. In, yes. In iTunes. I know y'all out there listening. And I just want to say, I hope we entertained you. For today, like I know, like I guess you like a secret person that listens, but it's kind of like when you give a when you go to a restaurant 
And then the person that got to clean the tables at night, it's kind of like we're leaving you a note, like, thank you for being a great human. So thank you for being a great human. And I hope we didn't let you down. And we'll yeah. see you guys later. Woo-woo. Peace.